Lines again from 47 yards to kick the Giants to the Super Bowl. Snap is good. Kick on its way. End over end. Does it have the distance? It is good. good. Yeah. Lawrence Tynes has kicked the Giants to the Super Bowl. Welcome to this episode, the inaugural episode of Giants on the Clock. I'm Ryan Windles, your host. Alongside me is Eddie Lolly and Chris Alfonte. Eddie's coming live from Hawaii. We're here to discuss the New York Giants 2020 draft. Fellas, your first impression of what Big Blue did today. And hey, Chris is live from New Road. Thank you for that introduction, Ryan. That goes without saying. You're welcome. Yeah, everybody knows that you're from New Road, bro. My first impression is uh, you got to feel good about everything we did. You know, you got, we had to be nervous about Gettleman at the helm going into the draft. But I think with the uh, steady hand of Joe Judge, we focused on the things we needed, cleaned up the, uh, the, the important areas of the O-line and on the defensive side of the ball, and we're going to be ready to compete next year. I mean, I said it yesterday. Joe Judge dropped the hammer. All puns intended. Guy made a statement in his fucking first year, first draft as a New York. I wouldn't just say Judge dropped the gavel. I would just say he dropped the hammer <laughs> because he's got a big dick. So I'm saying he dropped his hammer, not the gavel, because the gavel wouldn't. Before this gets over the off the rails here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I did like the draft, though. You know, like like Mr. Chris Alfonte just said, needed that offensive line figured out. Got the most sure offensive lineman in the draft. I don't care what any Eagles fan says. We should have picked a guy from uh, Iowa. We, we got the guy who's going to be our left tackle for the next 10 years. Protect our, our sweet prince, uh, Daniel Jones. And, you know, I loved it. Xavier McKinney, by far best. That might have been one of the best picks of the draft, let alone from – in the second round so yeah like when you have pro football focus saying that dave gettleman did something right you know it was really a home run (laughs) they they have given that guy zero credit for anything and some things deservedly so but when they give when pro football focuses dave gettleman did a great thing like drafting xavier mckinney i don't take that lately (laughs) now what are our thoughts on passing on isaiah simmons i know we were all high on him coming in yeah, I was high on him just because I did not do enough research, and I thought, oh, yeah, he must be the only guy in this this draft who can do what he does. And then hearing about Xavier McKinney, who's in the box, who was out deep, who was, you know, covering tight ends, who kind of lined up same places that, you know, he didn't line up predominantly in the same place all the time. So it sounds like that's just kind of the guy Joe Judge wants. So I was fine passing on Simmons for linemen. I think that was the most pressing need, and it worked out getting Xavier McKinney. I think the Giants got a little lucky on that, but overall, I think I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I don't think how I feel in two years, but I'm fine with Yeah, it. that's – I mean, Simmons was just, like, supposedly, like, just like with Chase Young, like one of those generational-type talents. But like you did say, Windows, it's, he's a very similar situation of, of – yeah. um, what's his name? McKinney – sorry, McKinney is very similar to Simmons. And – We've seen it for the past, what, since, I don't know, since like 2013, they haven't had a good offensive line. Yeah. And our quarterbacks just die every year. And and like, I don't know a lot about the Panthers defensive coordinator. I just know that he was with Matt Rule in Baylor and in Temple. And he coached in the NFL like 15 years ago. So it's been a while. And like, I don't know anything about what he does or what his scheme looks like, but I don't know. I feel like you, 
to get the most out of Isaiah Simmons, you need to build a defense around him. Yeah. You're moving him the most. He's probably going to be one of your captains in a couple of years. So mm-hmm. who fucking knows? The one thing that does get me nervous is McKinney is kind of looked at as, as a poor man Simmons. And it kind of could be a jack of all trades, master of none situation. He was able to be like effective and, and great at the college level doing all these different things, but can that translate to the NFL when everybody's a, the top athlete there and he's trying to do all these yeah. different things. But I mean, the, the thing is, is that like Simmons, from what I've been hearing, Simmons is one of those guys that's going to like, actually kind of very similar situations, obviously. But the thing is, Simmons is bigger, stronger, More ran a faster 40, but what's his name? Had diarrhea or whatever was going on with him on the, during the combine. So, but, Who had diarrhea? McKinney. Oh, yeah. McKinney. No, he, he was cycling. Yeah, he had his menstrual cycle. <laughs> I, I said diarrhea. <laughs> Future starting safety. Don't say that. Uh, he's uh, yeah. He's already passed uh, menopause. We're good to go. No more. Stuff. <laughs> I also read a story that Graham likes to do instead of like three four, he likes to do three three five. I like that. So which would actually fit in pretty perfectly if, if McKinney right. is and obviously be this guy for the first time and maybe Chris like you said the other day maybe the first time in ten years like we have an actual rotation at this in the secondary. Yeah. And I, and I think in today's NFL, three, three, five is more and more popular. It used to be more just a third down formation, but now it's used way more often just because of the air raid style offense that most teams are using. Well, I feel like it's way easier to trick up a quarterback when you're doing that kind of stuff. Well, and, and the thing is, is again, with that five, like that, that fifth guy could be like, it, it could be anything. And I think you guys were saying before, now we have, uh, we have Love, obviously Peppers all in back, and then Xavier McKinney just plop him wherever you got to plop him. Yeah, I like, think it was a great pick. I mean, yeah, it's not Isaiah Simmons, but I think it's a great pick. But it was also 30 picks after Isaiah Simmons, too. Like, so that's how good it is, though. That like you're even the fact that you're comparing the two, and then we yeah. got him 30 picks later. That that says something. Yeah, and like say what you want about Dave Gettleman, and there's a lot to be said. And I kind of – I know I'm a Dave Gettleman stan. I know I'm the only – Yeah, I'm we know you are. Mm-hmm. Secretary, but uh, I lost my – wait, what was I going to say? <laughs> I, I got so caught but up. But he stayed patient. He, he, he oh. waited for his guy. He didn't trade down. Wait, so apparently there was a deal in place to trade the 36 pick, and then he was so shocked and floored that Xavier McKinney was there. He canceled it and took him. So I think that that shows a little bit about the guy too. The only thing that makes me nervous is I think it still leaves a glaring hole at just like edge rusher and just pressuring the quarterback in yeah. general. We, we don't have a guy that. Can yeah, do that. it wasn't a great draft for that. Yeah, for that that purpose, but and really, our roster you know, is devoid of that. There really wasn't a ton of great pass rushers in the draft. That's true. It was we got there was Chase Young and then yeah, no, it it was from the you. beginning they were saying how weak this draft was for edge rushers. Yeah, yeah. it was oh. like LSU and that guy from Penn State. And people were high on that guy from Boise State, Curtis Weaver, and he went – he dropped. Yeah. And he, even all them, like even the Penn State guy and the LSU guy were all – people said they, they got reached on into the first round just because of the lack of depth at, at edge. And people just wanted to get edge, and they're really second and third round talents. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that. Yeah, and the – and you were kind of saying with the, the edge rusher thing, I am happy, though, that they didn't – pick a um what's it called a, cor- a corner i mean obviously like 
having what's his name is important. Um, getting uh, Xavier McKinney that was like not even a question. I didn't want them to get a corner just because of how much they had already just spent on uh, Bradbury. And like you were just saying, there's so many other holes they need to figure out before, you know, really get into that guy. So, yep. and, yeah, I mean, for the first time in a while, we have a good prop. We have good problems at second in the secondary. We have too many guys. And the offensive line, we have way too many guys, so mm. not a bad thing. Hopefully. We still don't really have a center, which well, is tough, unless we plan to move that I feel goal. Like you can move. You can move one of these guys. I mean, granted, I know it's a pretty different position. Yeah. It's very difficult to move positions, don't get me wrong. But the I feel like they can move one of these guards. Like you you would think they, they have like they have like nine offensive linemen right now that are like higher draft picks or you know people they already had you got to feel like they do something you know so like breaking, it, breaking news from instagram shane lemieux who we took in the fourth or fifth round the guard from oregon mm-hmm. played game every year he was a four-year starter at oregon he has been taking reps at center this offseason practicing and joe judge said they plan to use him at guard so, and center so and That's got to be the plan. How are we going to trust a fourth-round rookie who you played primarily guard to come Yeah, in no, I wasn't better? expecting that. I was expecting Halepio one of them to – you could, I, think they're you, I was expecting Halepio one of them back. to be able to be moved. I think they're going to bring Jalapio back. They like that guy, Nick Gates, a lot. He's been taking mm. reps then or two. So, I think there's options. Obviously, right. we draft one, but – who's like a natural center, but I think they can figure it out. I like Jalapio. He's just – that guy is impossible. He can never stay healthy. Yeah. And if, if they like Nick Gates, that's – that I hope not because that would reflect poorly on their talent – their talent evaluation skills because that guy sucks. He pulled for Solder like a couple series, and he wasn't bad. I mean, oh, he was much better than Solder, which is not saying much, but wasn't bad. I just remember him getting like steamrolled well, so, I mean, when, but Solder Solder – I think will be serviceable if they when they move him to right tackle. You think like, Thomas no way, is going to step right in at left tackle? Yeah, if they don't do that. I mean, they would. Ha- I feel like you have to at this point. Like Solder had a rough season last year. Gonna, I think. I mean, it's. I, I think they're going to cut Solder after this year. Yeah, you think he's going to play left tackle this year? All right. No, I think they're. I think they're going to move Andrew Thomas as soon as possible to left tackle. I agree. As soon as he's ready. As soon as he's ready. So you know what? Maybe not right now. Obviously not right this I second, but I think they're going to make it a competition. But I think Andrew Thomas is is the left tackle. You can't have a guy with Daniel Jones blindside. How many of Jones's fumbles last year were because fucking Nate Solder couldn't block the guy? Yeah, probably a lot of them. I mean, definitely a lot of them. Like, don't get me wrong, Jones fumbled a lot on his own, but I I think they're I think they're just banking on a bounce back year for Soldier because yeah, clearly it wasn't really him what he put out last year. I think they're banking on him for for him to return his old form a little bit. Yeah, and even if he could be serviceable, that offensive line would be so much better. If you move him to right tackle, you got Seitler at right guard. Maybe that guy Lemieux can play center. You have Jalapio. Like those are good options. It sounds like you have that guy. You have been at left. You got Hernandez, who's a stud. You got Thomas, who hopefully is a stud. And, you know, you're bringing in that guy, Cam Plumbing, who's a swing tackle. Like, they finally have depth there. And even if, like, the center is shaky, it's, it's, a, it's a much better situation to have four solid linemen and it's yeah. easier to cover up for one guy. Yeah, you can – center is the one position on the offensive line you can kind of hide a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, as, as, long, long as, he, as long as he has a good relationship with the quarterback. And, is and he can to, like, get the fucking ball back line. to him and not have a problem. Right. Daniel, Daniel feels comfortable, you know. Feeling up a little bit before. Yeah, the snap, but putting the hands all the way up in there. 
<laughs> give, a little, give a little tickle. All right. Next segment is uh, we're doing hot takes. Your hottest take of the draft. Go. Uh, we're going to start with. Giant draft or anybody's draft? Anybody in the draft. What well, your hottest take? What you think? Uh, I can go first. You guys can go first. Whoever wants to go first. You, you can. Uh, you can go ahead. This is uh, Ryan Windles from Freehood, New Jersey. <laughs> uh, my hot take is that uh, Matt Lafleur will not be the head coach of the Green Bay Packers this time next year. Wow! Wow! Now, do you that think that's a, because Rodgers is going to rot him out of town, or do you think the GM is going to want a fresh coach to start with a new quarterback in Jordan Love next year? No, it's all around Rodgers, all around Rodgers. I think they're going to figure out when they get Jordan Love into camp. Obviously, he's three years out. Aaron Rodgers is furious. We know he holds a grudge. He ran Mike McCarthy out of town. Did you guys see Did you guys see the, uh, the tweet of – wait – Chris, you, did you send it to us? Maybe you sent it to us. Uh, um, Aaron Rodgers is going to treat Jordan Love like family. Oh, I don't know if I did, but, yeah, I definitely saw that. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to remind Jordan Love every day and practice why he is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't think he's going to go out of his way to help Jordan Love. I don't think it's going to be an Eli Manning. Daniel Jones' relationship, he's not that kind of teammate. He's not going to carry him out of the bar when he's fucking passed out drunk. Hell Anything no. Lord says or does something that pisses Aaron Rodgers off, he's going to do exactly what he did to Mike McCarthy. He's going to go <laughs> line of scrimmage. He's going to change the play to what he wanted anyway. That's what's going to happen. And it's just going to create this dynamic again. Because look at – I don't know about you, but Matt LaFleur does not look like Bill Belichick. He looks like Matt LaFleur. Oh, yeah, he's a little kid. Did, did you see uh, Rodgers was on McAfee's podcast the day of the draft? And he said uh, whoever the Packers draft in the first round, he'll make sure to get their number and give them a phone call to welcome to the team. There's no yeah. way that happened. There's no way. You <laughs> no. hear what else he said? He's like, he's like said, for, since, I was a, uh, since I got the jet starter job, we haven't taken a wide receiver in the first round. So like, that would be pretty nice. cool did that this year. And and you know what the, you know what else they didn't do this year? Take a wide receiver in round two through six either. They just didn't take one. <laughs> this, team was, this team was a game away from the Super Bowl. Their defense is pretty good. And they pick a backup quarterback who's gonna sit the bench for three years, who by all it's not Patrick Mahomes. People keep saying, Oh, he might be Patrick Mahomes. You're only saying that because he's not gonna play for three years. And Patrick Mahomes didn't play for one year. He took one – like, that year is hope, that was helpful, obviously. But, like, it's – he was backing up Alex Smith. He's Alex Smith mm-hmm. is not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Alex was a, a decent human being. And, Matt LaFleur, know. whenever the Packers season ends, whenever the regular season ends in 2020, Matt LaFleur will be fired the next day. Wow. Do you have any, do you have any more hot takes for the draft? Uh, well, I have a take I disagree with, which I already mentioned about – Howie Roseman and the Eagles, someone said that, uh, you know, the, the Jets GM, Joe Douglas, who was their Eagles director of player personnel before he got the, the Jets job, someone said, oh, the only reason the Eagles ever drafted well is because Joe Douglas was there. I'm like, yeah, the Eagles had a questionable draft, but from everything, Jalen, who knows about Jalen Ragor? I don't, I couldn't tell you. I don't watch no. tape on receivers. This mm-hmm. is fans' opinion. Who cares? But I, I disagree with that take. I, that was a hot take, and I disagree with it. I think the Jets had a good, good, good draft, and I think Joe Douglas is actually a good GM. But I don't think we're going to discount Howie Roseman just because he he took a 
he took Jalen Hurts with the second. That's half. absurd. Yeah, that's absurd. Although that pick was definitely a head scratcher. I don't get it. I think Carson yeah. Wentz is one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and to just waste a second round resource on a backup quarterback seems ridiculous. Well, and and just the thing is, is that I I I just don't see Jalen Hurts being a starter. I think he is a journeyman backup the, his whole career. I mean, I just don't see him becoming that guy. It, mm. It's He was not accurate in college. If you're not accurate in college, you're not going to be accurate in the NFL. Everyone's faster. And, you know, it, it's yeah. just – and I think even that, like that, that's a different conversation. Even if, even if they did believe he was a star, like stud starting quarterback, I think it's still a dumb pick just because it's so. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. But the thing is, at least with the way Carson Wentz, his body has been, if you're like, yo, this guy can step in and be our starter right away, or not even right away, but he could potentially be a starter if Carson Wentz keeps like his body just keeps imploding. At least like maybe like in three years, when Carson Wentz is three years older. And they're not going to – they're like, okay, we're probably not going to resign him because we just can't give that money to a guy who just can't stay on the field. It's like, oh, now we're going to go to Jalen? It's like, yeah, I just don't see that. Here's, here's another thing I'll just say. When you're good and you have a good coach and a good GM, you kind of earn the benefit of the doubt. Doug Peterson, Absolutely. Doug Peterson, in my opinion, is one of the best coaches in the NFC. He's mm-hmm. a great coach. I think he's a great offensive mind. He does every, – everything he does seems to work. Howie Roseman, he obviously put together a Super Bowl winning team. He's a pretty good GM. To me, it's like, I want, I would, trust me, I would love to fucking dunk on these guys. I wish it was the Jets who made the pick, honestly. And that's how I feel about Belichick taking a Division II safety with his first right. I have to pick. give the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. I have to. He's earned well, right. He's earned so, right. Well, so has so Doug Peterson and, and Howie Roseman. They've owned the right. You guys, so you guys left the other group chat with uh, the JMU guys, but we Sean was still on, so they were trying to give shit to Sean about the Patriots, and I'm like, guys, they still have Bill Belichick. Like, you can't just rule them out of the playoffs right now. I'm like, yes, they're not going to win the division. The the Bills are going to win the division this year. I'd be shocked if they didn't. I disagree. Yeah, like why why won't the pass win the division? The only the only reason why is just because like. I just don't see them going and beating Buffalo in Buffalo this year. And I think everywhere else. Well, but so what I'm saying is like last year, the only reason why the Patriots won the division over the bills was because they beat them both times. I think the jets, let's just go through the division. You're right. The bills are their biggest competition, but Josh Allen, like he's a, he's a, he looks like a good quarterback. His stats aren't there. No, I agree. He doesn't look like a good quarterback either. He's just a, he's just trash. All right. Well, he may. Okay, you're right. He looks good in shorts. Come on now. Yeah, he looks good off the bus. He can't throw a deep ball. He can't throw a deep ball. But to me, like it looks like he makes plays happen. I mean, that that playoff game against the Texans was a disaster. He looked awful in that game. But anyway, but I just watched the Cowboys game on Thanksgiving when I won a lot of money betting on the Bills beating the Cowboys. And ah, so he's in good graces. Yeah. For now. But Eddie, I don't see it. I don't. I don't. Even even if the Patriots have Jared Stidham starting for them, I don't see the guy having. Like, I, I'm just saying, like, I don't see the Patriots having this huge drop off. No, no, I, I'm not saying they are, but that's that's my point. And Brady was basically useless. No, and, I, and that's exactly what I said to them. They were saying that they're done. Like they're going to go like six. Oh, sorry. Like, sorry. I was. I'm on the side that they're going to make the playoffs. I just. I think that the Bills are going to win the division, but they're trying to tell me that they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm like, guys. How do you know they're not going to make the playoffs? Name the two other 
teams in the wild card because I at least gave them the division part. Like I do, I, like I said, I think the Bills are going to win the division. Uh, will the Patriots? Maybe. Absolutely. I'm not ruling them out, but I still think the Patriots are going to make the playoffs. I said that I see them as a 10 and 16, 11 and five team making the playoffs. It's just uh, because they, I was like, name the two other teams that are going to make it. And it was like, so like the division winners are going to be, it's going to be the chiefs again. Um, barring any injuries, it's going to be um, the South is probably still going to be Houston. Even, eh, I don't know. Houston's a fucking dumpster fire right now. Um, Titans might win it. Titan, yeah, sorry. The Titans will probably win it. I don't think Houston – I honestly – I think that I think there's only one team that comes in uh, – that makes the playoffs out of that division, the South. I don't think any other team is good enough. Um, and – so those Ravens, are Browns Ravens. could both get in. Well, the I Ravens think the Broncos could get in. Well, no, no, it's not. It's not the can they? Yes, I agree. I think all those teams can. But what makes them more? What puts them on top of the Patriots? Yeah, it's going to be competitive for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. no, but they. But that's what I'm saying. They were just sure. shitting on the Patriots. They're like, no way they make the playoffs. And I'm like, name right. two other teams that you know are definitely going to make it. Right. The the thing that helps the Patriots is that the AFC East remains a bad division. Right. The Jets are going to be bad. The Dolphins had a great draft, but they're still going to be bad. They don't have – like, Tua's their ba- – I think Tua's – I don't know if he's going to start right away. Some people are saying he's a, they're going to, you know, give him a redshirt year because they help his hip. I don't know. Who knows? And who knows if he's going to – and rookie quarterbacks, except for Daniel Jones, don't really have great years. So, hell yeah. this leads me to my other hot take. I have two. Nice. All right, I have three. I'll go after you. All right, my next hot take. The New England Patriots will have a deeper playoff push than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I don't think that's that hot. I think the, I think the Bucks have a more difficult path to even make it to the playoffs. This is the hardest play. division Tom Brady has ever played in. The only good division. Don't don't get it twisted, Ryan. The only good division besides yeah, the Bills. Yeah. Besides the Bills last year, maybe years. the Jets a couple two times. Years. There was two years when like the Jets were really good and got to the AFC Championship game well, and lost. There is well, there is a stat. And there, the quarterback was Mark Sanchez. Those in, years, so, so so since, since yeah, Rex exactly. So Rex, Rex Ryan's a genius coach. So Tom so Tom Brady started guy. Tom Brady started the 2000, 2001 season. Yeah. Right? So twenty years in that division or whatever it is, minus last year, there was been, Math there major was, Eddie Lolly. Yeah, there was seven. There were seven double-digit win seasons in that division besides the Patriots. Seven. And I'm not like – so I think it was the Bills zero, <laughs> the Dolphins three, and the Jets four. Or they, those might have been flip-flopped. Yeah, but they were like they were like ten and six years. All of them probably they weren't like they weren't even above the. Yeah, yeah, they weren't like twelve. They weren't like thirteen and three. It was it was legitimately like ten or eleven, and the rest of them were. They were either five hundred, the nine and seven. It it was it was horrifying to see yeah. that. Meanwhile, the NFC East is like fucking back and oh, forth. The worst, the worst league in football last year. Worst division. Yeah, absolutely, last year. yeah. Uh, but at least at least the NFC yeah. is like consistently inconsistent, as Derek. <laughs> yes. We haven't had a, we haven't had a back to back division winner. That's crazy. Like, like oh three, yeah. All right, Chris. What are your hot takes? Are you want you want me to give you all three, and then you guys can discuss whatever whatever yeah, you want. Give us your hottest one first, and then we'll discuss hottest that one first. I'll give you my Giants-related one first. I don't know if it's the hottest. Right. It's only one Giants-related one, and since it's, we are, it, this is a Giants podcast on exactly on the clock. So 
we should Giants, yeah um my my Giants take is that by by midway by at the very latest midway through the year by midway at the very latest through the year the Giants will have two rookie starting tackles this year because I think Nate Soldier is just a bum and I think he's going to be shot by the end of the year so are you saying that's Thomas and Pert or Thomas and Lemieux? Who are you saying that's no, Thomas and Pearl. Yeah, the UConn guy. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I think I think Nate Solder is definitely on the chopping block. I think Joe Judge is not going to put up with it. Mm-hmm. I think when Joe Judge – if Joe Judge puts him in and sees – I honestly don't think Jason Garrett – look at the offensive tackles Jason Garrett had in Dallas. Yeah. Those guys were big. They moved. They were athletic. Nate Solder, look, he gets beat. I don't know if it's coaching. Like, he, I remember his first year at the Giants, it started pretty bad. They had a bye week, and he came back, and he was pretty decent after the bye week. But last year, it was, he just took, like, four steps back. And, like, at, 30, at 31 years old, you can't yeah. take that back. It's, it's the knee brace is what it is. You've never seen somebody go out there and dominate a sport wearing that bulky knee brace that he's wearing. It just never happens. Bro, all the offensive linemen wear knee braces. No, nah, that thing he wears is, is visible. I gotta look. I gotta look. I'm just so used to seeing knee braces on linemen that I gotta. There's also some off the field stuff with Nate Solar that I, I'll give him. Ben, I'll give him the break for. But to me, Chris, I'm with you. This is his make or break year. Obviously, mm. I think this is the year where like his cap hit becomes way more manageable for the Giants. To, like cut him loose if that's the case. The, and like the... you saw, that Gellman does not. Gellman does not. He's not shy about getting rid of players, even if it's a you know a big hit to the cap. We saw what happened last year. Giants. <laughs> Fire sale. Um, No, I I mean – And they still should have won about seven to nine games if they didn't win. It's okay, yo. We got our boy. We got our boy at left tackle. That's all that matters. Um, But I I just don't see them getting – I don't see the UConn – what the fuck's his name? Uh, Probably ready to be the guy at at, at a tackle this year. Quick, quick football thing for you. I don't know. I don't. Again, I'm not. We none of us are experts. I have no idea what this fucking means. I'm an expert. Matt Pert, <laughs> yeah, okay. longest, longest arms of anyone who went to the combine. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's good to keep the the uh, DNs the DMs <laughs> arms off of him. It's just one of those football things that just like apparently it's, it's uh, funny. I know his arm length, big arm length. You know what that means too. Yeah, they, He's got a big arm, bro. He's got a big arm, you know? Mm-hmm. Big arm, floppy arm. <laughs> um, my, my second take is also Giants adjacent, kind of. Um, but I think uh, I think Makai Becton will have a – I alluded this to you guys earlier in a text thread, but I believe he'll have a, a near-identical career trajectory to Eric Flowers. Flowers. I was thinking the same thing. I don't think that's now, a hot take. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my thing. I think it's a, I think it's a good pick by the Jets. Because they're at 11, the, you know, Jedrick Wills is off the board. Jedrick Wills is the guy I wanted the Giants to take second if Andrew Thomas wasn't there. And is, obviously we got Andrew Thomas, but sorry. I mean, let me rephrase that. I was between, like, I liked Andrew Thomas a lot. And I liked Jedrick Wills a lot. Those are the guys. I thought they played in really hard division, really hard conferences, played against actual opponents. Mikai Becton, he's at Louisville. All right, fine. He's 370 pounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You see his dad? He failed a drug test at the combine. I would prefer prefer his dad to to (laughs) dad. But the thing is, like, he failed a drug test at the combine. 
That yeah. I don't care that he took drugs. I don't care that he smokes weed. That's just next level stupid. Yeah, that that doesn't bother me. Um, what, no, what bothers me is because it's, it like, bothers me because it's idiotic. I agree. It's, it's not. An, it's an unforced error. You were putting yeah. against mm. all these guys, and you you decide that you're gonna you're gonna you know you're being drug tested. Right, but where did that where did that get him? You know, like maybe he just knew, like yeah, it would just be a slap on the wrist, no biggie. No, but what does it no, say? But that's, no, that just but that just says everything about him. Just like it's what like listen. I hate to be. Weed. It's I fine. hate to sound like this old guy who's like, oh, you know, this is this is not right. But like, it's an unforced error. Like you're just making yourself making it harder for yourself, and then everyone like, oh, this is a great pick if he can clean mm-hmm. it up. I don't like, read too listen, much into it. You never, you never know what's going on with someone. He could have been like going through something. He could have been having anxiety. You never know what's going on with someone. I don't read too much into that, like minutia type of stuff. Like I'm not gonna base his whole attitude towards football or the fact that he failed a drug test at, at the combine. That's not how I'm basing his whole attitude. I'm just saying that to me, that is indicative of a larger issue with it. Right, I agree. Makes me support your fact that he is a lot like Eric Flowers. My my issue with him is I feel like his whole draft value and the reason he went so high is just based off of potential and the fact that he's so big and so powerful and like the raw physical skills you get him with the coach. Same thing with Eric Flowers. Had he all was the, the car guy, before. right? And he I was, was the car saying, guy. Yeah, he was the car guy. Yeah. But it's like when you, when you look at him actually play, it's like oh, he's like very pedestrian, and it's just like oh, I was like, a little terrified that that Dave Gallivan was going to see that hog molly and not be able to you know right. that ass. He's got a big ass. Right. <laughs> I thought Dave Gellman was really going to take him. I was a little scared about that, but DG proved me wrong. So, my my third hot take: uh, Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be the best wide receiver out of this draft class. Where do you go to school? I'm not familiar. USC. Mm-hmm. He's a Cali boy. Some tough teams playing with some bad teams. He's a stud, and he's with and he's in Indy, where Philip Rivers is just going to throw it up randomly, and he's perfect. He's going to go get. So James Winston had the first 30-30 season last year. Phil Rivers is going to have the second one. This yeah, Phil <laughs> Rivers is like he got cucked by James. He's going to come out slinging. He's got nothing to lose. I think he's got like 16 kids at this point. Like he has no idea. I was watching the um, the 2004 debacle uh, on ESPN after the draft last night, uh, and I was just watching the whole Eli um, Phil Rivers thing unfold, and I was like. God damn you! Thank God we fucking got Eli. Holy <laughs> shit! I would be so pissed if we had fucking. My favorite thing about that is Ernie Acorsi, the Giants GM, going. Of course we didn't want Philip Rivers. We only drafted him because that's who the Chargers won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were gonna. They were gonna go with Big Ben. And then and then Ernie, and then Philip Rivers is like, "Yep, nobody called me from the Giants." He's like, "I never got a call from the Giants." <laughs> He's like, "I was a Giant for like 10 minutes. And that'll do it for this week's episode of Giants on the Clock. Come back next week where we'll have a whole new episode with a lot new, uh, more things to talk about. Thanks.